The Lord is good. If you've got your Bibles this morning, you can turn to the book of Ephesians. It's going to be in the second chapter, I think. I tell you what, it's all good from Genesis to Revelation. It really don't make no difference where you open it at. If God ever calls you to preach, it won't be no problem because it's all good from front to back. <laughs> Amen. A place in Jesus. I, I got three or four titles, man, I wrote down uh, just different things, you know, just how, how that the Lord's living in you and, and all that he's doing. I, I get to think about the Lord living in us, and I'm preaching toward that this morning. Think about the drunk that run off the road. He was in a ditch, and the state trooper pulled up, police, whoever pulled up, and, and got him out of the car. He said, you all right? He said, sure, I'm all right. He said, Jesus is riding with me. He said, well, you better put him in my car. You're going to kill him. <laughs> and I understand and I thank God for this saving grace we got. And I know sometimes it's got to be hard on the Lord. I remember when he reached down to save me. I, I just remember I was just talking to him like a friend. The Bible said we're not no servants anymore. We're friend. He wants us to be a friend. And I, I remember telling him, Lord, if you won't save me, that's fine. But you've got your work cut out for you. How many of y'all still believe God's still working on you? Amen. Amen. We ain't arrived yet. Jesus had. We haven't been sanctified through the blood of Jesus, but one of these days we get to glory, we'll have that glorification to come, come upon us. I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 2, and I want us to look at a scripture, and then I'll go back, a place in Jesus. And as I thought about putting this together, the Holy Spirit was helping me. I got to thinking about all that we have in Christ. Look at this verse. In whom ye are all, ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Holy Spirit. Isn't it something? The other night I was uh, invited by a friend of mine, and he had, he had some ministers there to speak. And he had me to come. He said, I just want you to come with an open mind and, and just, I'll talk to you about it. And so when I got there, these men, they called themselves prophets. And they said they were going to prophesy over people. And you know, when I, when I get around stuff like that, I, I get to think about maybe that, that gets me real close to fortune tellers. You know, we that are saved, it don't matter if you've been saved two minutes or you've been saved 100 years. When we got saved, back before we got saved, I'm, I'm glad that that, that, that that veil was torn. And uh, so when he called me, when it was over with, I done gone. I got out all that. I, 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 don't, I don't want just anybody laying hands on me. And uh, when we got all of that, he said, what do you think? And I said, well, it was okay. And I was just going on. He said, no, I, I'm asking you. I said, well, I got to think about people laying hands on me and telling me what God told them to tell me. And I said, well, if God won't tell me anything, I said, I'll talk to him right after in my truck before I came in. <laughs> and if he won't tell me something, he would have told me. Ben, I was having a conversation with him. But not only we can have a conversation with him, and not only he said that he would lead and guide us in all truth through the word. Now, we got the word here. We got, we got to get this right here. But also, you need to know that, that once you come to Christ, there'll never be a place that you'll ever go. There'll be ever nothing that you'll ever do. You'll never be in a situation that you'll ever be alone again. 
Because we've got a God that when he saved you, he said, lo, I'm with you always. One man said it this way. He said, that's the reason why I don't like to ride no airplane. He said, because he said, lo, and I want to keep it right down here. But I want you to look at how this scripture is and meditate on it. How that in whom ye are also built together for a habitation of God through the Holy Spirit. How that God lives inside of you. Uh, of course we've got this flesh. I didn't say you was God yet. I just said that God, he wants to live inside of you. He wants through the Holy Spirit to build something that through the Holy Spirit he'll live in and he'll minister. And it don't matter how you do it. I mean, the Bible said God is love. At the end of the day, God is love. Anything that ain't got love tied to it ain't God. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He that knew no sin became sin that you may become the righteous of God. See, after God saved you through the blood of Jesus, not of works, not of anything you done good, Matter of fact, we was all undeserving. But through his great love and through his great mercy, not only he saved, not only scripture says, don't even if we had somebody in here that would cast out demons, we'd say, man, wouldn't that something? Boy, people would come to the show. If we had people in, in here that could speak to spirits and they would have to go or, or, or tread on scorpions, they brought some snakes in here. <laughs> When we first started the church, uh, somebody said, I think they're handling snakes. That was a further thing from the truth. I don't want no snake. I, I went up to my door one day and there was one laying in the corner where my boots was. I, I got me a hole and when I got through them, I'm telling you, I don't like no snake. I don't want to be around no snake. But the Bible said, even if you had the power, he said, to, to tread on scorpions. And he said, if you had the power that you could rebuke spirits and they would have to flee. He said, don't rejoice in them things. Woo, I'm finna say something now. It said, but rejoice that your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> you ain't excited yet, but I'm gonna tell you one thing. If you ever see yourself like I did, I didn't have no hope. I was going to church. I was doing all the religious things. Look here. That old country song said I was headed downhill like a snowball headed for hell. But Jesus walked off in the muck and the mire of where I was said I'm going to redeem you. I don't know what they do at the other churches. I don't know if they're excited because their name has been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Look here, and it's been covered by the blood. The Bible said you've been redeemed by the Lamb of God. When you stand before the Lord, you'll be absolutely 100% perfect. Not in nothing that you've done. But just because God loves you. Woo! I want us to go back and pick up some words. We was in this in Bible study yesterday morning in Ephesians. This thing got all over me. I want us to go back and pick up a verse in verse six. Where are you at in Jesus? You ain't just anywhere. I remember working in construction and, a, and, a, 
And it ain't no different now, but you know, you, you done worked out there. And I, I remember what I was doing. I was putting sand in a slab and, and it done dark when I left the job over around Somerville. And I, and, and, I, and I went by this tent revival and I said, I think I'll just go in. And back then I wear, Jack, I had them carpenter uh, overalls on, you know, had to build for your nails and all. And, and, I, and I just pulled my cap off and I just walked into revival. And it happened to be some black folks, hadn't it? I was the only white somebody there. And I just eased back there in the back and I sat on the back row and here come two ladies wearing white. And they come up to me and said, we need you to come on up front. I said, no, I. I'm in a mess. I've been working and I'm filthy. How many of y'all knows that God don't look on the outward man no way? He ain't can what you got on your back. He ain't can what you got in your bank account. Look at, he just wants to put you somewhere that the world can't put you. <laughs> it's going to be in here. Man, I was sitting back there and said, you're going to need to go on. I said, look, I'm just fine. We got some precious saints coming here this morning. Y'all raise your hand back on the back. I met y'all. Look at, look at that. Y'all give them a hand clap for being here. I said, y'all want to be my guests and come on up to front of your sweet little wife. She said, no, if it's okay with you, we just sit here. And I understand that. And that's what I was doing. And I said, no. They said, no, the minister wants you to come to the front. And I said, look, you'll need to go tell him that really I need to stay right here. I'm just fine. Well, they left. I said, well, I got that done. And I'm comfortable. And everything's going to be fine. Well, they went up there and he looked at them and they were looking up to him and he looked at them and they were looking up to him. It wasn't long. Both of them came back again. <laughs> they said, mister, said, he ain't going to be happy until you sitting up there on that stage right beside him. I said, Lord Jesus, ain't this just something? Ain't this just something? What a mess. And I'm looking at them and they're like, we got no more to say. We standing here. He doesn't send us to get you. I'm going to tell you something. Just, just because God loves you so much, he ain't going to be happy. Are you hearing me? Y'all can help me a little bit right here. He ain't going to be happy. Look at, till he's got you in the place where you've been redeemed. Look at, and you've got your name written down. He ain't going to be happy. <laughs> Worst thing you can get around a bunch of gloom and doom folks. Done got yourself dressed up to go to church. When the Bible plainly says, enter to his gates with praise and thanksgiving. You visiting in here, look here. If I, I don't blame you. I wouldn't do nothing. I wouldn't move either. We kind of crazy around here. I, you got to warm up to us. But I'm talking about folks that go there every time and, and they walk in so dignified after God done took them out of that old horrible pit and out of that old miry clay. Done put them on a rock and done set them free. He ain't going to be happy. I'm telling you, he's got a place for you. I'm telling you, it ain't on the other side of town. It ain't down upon a bridge somewhere. It ain't living in the feet. It ain't living in the scourgement. It ain't living in gloom and doom. He said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundant. He don't care what you got on. 
That old red sand not only had them cotton overalls on, but it looked at that old red sand on it. Now I'm just a mess. I had hair back then, now I just like it because they ain't got none. But when I had it, it just sticking up all over. Looked like, looked like alfalfa, you know. I mean, it's just sticking up there. Rooster tails everywhere. And here I am on rubbing on my head and, and probably even, even looked worse when I, when, I, when I got up there. He wasn't going to be happy. And then want to turn around and said, you got anything you want to say? <laughs> That's when I got in a jam. I didn't want to. I said I didn't want to. Not in and of myself I didn't want to. But man, when I got to think, look here. He doesn't ask me a question. I ain't just anybody. Man, I appreciate the daddy that I had, Herbert Martin. He was a good daddy to me. But I'm going to tell you something. Daddy's over in glory land. I got me a heavenly father up there in glory. He's taking good care. Woo. I said, man, I, I guess I'll get up there for just a minute. <laughs> Woo. Them carbon to curveballs will preach just fine. You hear me? It don't make no difference what you got on. You got to have some Holy Ghost down inside of you. <laughs> Oh, now, Brother Eddie, you don't have to do all that. I didn't intend to do all that. It's just something inside of me. I'm talking about he, he said when he saved you, I don't know why. I don't even know why I'm up here this morning. I, I, don't, I mean, it must be an absolute shortage of preachers. I, I'm the last one that ever, but I'm gonna tell you one thing. When he redeemed your soul, he puts a Bible in your hand. Look at you start reading that word and you see how many times that you wouldn't have made it. David said in Psalm 124, said if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. Oh, I got to read. It says right here. It said, uh, he hath a, uh, we need to back up one, don't we? Even when we were dead in sins. Are you seeing that? The Bible says these words. It said, because of your unbelief, you're dead already. Now that's one kind of dead. You understand one of these days you're going to quit breathing. But the Bible said, he that livest, listen to me real close. It said, he that livest and believest in me shall never die. Now you try to figure that out. You go get your professor across town and say, wait a minute. It's in this Bible. It's still the number one selling book in America, the Bible is. The Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will never pass away. I remind you again what Billy Graham said, that if I've told you two or three times already, he said, you'll hear a day will come when you'll hear that Billy Graham has died. He said, don't you believe a word of it. He said, I'll be more alive. Son, if you can go to heaven, Billy Graham ain't dead. The Bible said that being we, we got such a great a cloud of witnesses up there. Look here, all they done done is change the address. Hey, if you don't know the Lord, I know that's far fresh from you, but Mickey, I'm praying for your mama, but I come to tell you, if mama don't make it on this side, she'll make it on the other side. She won't die. Dead. Oh, I was talking about being saved. I said, they think we're crazy anyway. The Bible says that you'll be peculiar. 
You know what the problem of us is? We ain't peculiar enough. Huh? <laughs> My word, I, I had an uncle and he didn't embarrass me when I was a little boy. We get in a place, go to eat. We didn't happen much, but we get in a restaurant and, and he just stand up and say, hey, said, we going to pray. Y'all want to join in? I'm just hunkered down like, oh, no. No. He wasn't ashamed. Man, he, he didn't mind calling out to him. This morning I was talking to Brother Ray back there. I said, Ray, really when somebody gets saved, we need to have some caskets around here, Reed. And we need to say, y'all go get the caskets. And everybody gets saved, we're going to have them to lay in the casket. Said they done died. Now they ain't going to ever die again. And the Bible says after we die, now we can get up and walk in the newness of life. Huh? <laughs> Woo! Man, I didn't see me getting up out of a casket. Look here. Everybody gets saved. They crazy out there, man. They got some caskets. But what you need to understand, when you died to what you can do and you give over to what Jesus can do, that's the last time you're going to die. That Doug done stood up over there. His son wasn't with me long. His name was Nick. He sat right over in there. Boy, God saved him. He was tall anyway. He'd raise them hands up. He'd go to walking around this place with them hands up. Look here. That's where he was. He went with me over in Kentucky. Man, we was with these guys. He done went in there and got a couple guys. Brother Kenneth come. I, I just sitting around in the room. Me and Brother Tim was. And here come Brother Kenneth in the room. Said, Brother Eddie, we need some help. I said, what is it? He said, them guys is big, Brother Eddie. Well, at first I thought, well, somebody's in a fight. <laughs> he said, Nick and I are talking to these guys and they big, Brother Eddie. I thought, well, let's get, get ready. <laughs> I mean, he's a brother. We, we came together. We got to leave together. You know, we, we got to go. And so I, I'm with him, but I get down there and Nick's trying to tell them guys about Jesus. Boy, they just own him. They just gave him a hard time when I come up. He, and he was just saying, but he loves you. And them guys were just talking at him so bad. I said, let me tell you something, guys. He ain't been saved about two months. I'm a preacher. So you can say, well, you're supposed to do that. He's just doing that because he loves you. Little did we know, four weeks from that time, he would have left. Let me tell you something. If I'm going to go on to be with the Lord, I ain't talking about dying. I'm talking about going to a place that ain't no pain. Ain't no suffering. Oh, I want to see him. I tell you, ain't no saying goodbye. Whoever you're going to go to heaven with, you better like them because you ain't going to get to leave. <laughs> if you don't like me this morning, you better go somewhere else. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to love on you. How did we know that he was going to go from worshiping, Zach? Go get in his car and go right out home, Cuffton Highway. And I want to preach this right, Brother Doug. And the Lord looked down out of glory and said, Nick, that'll be enough. Huh? That'll be enough. The man that was driving the other vehicle said, all I know is I've seen his hands go up right before we hit head on. And the Bible said to be absent from this body. Woo! 
Son, I'm telling you what, I love being here. I love being preaching like this. I love being around my church family and those that I love. But I'm going to tell you one thing. When we take one step on the portals of glory, when our feet hit that street, I'm telling you, oh, I want to see him just to look upon his face. Man driving a church bus or something, he said, I just seen him throw his hands up. Here I am, Lord. Come and get me. Boy, it's one of these days he's going to call you. There ain't nothing you're going to do about it. You, you can't say, I got an appointment. I, I got somewhere to go. One man, they, they built that supper that time, and they went to making excuses. And one said he had some land he had to look at. Another said, I got some oxen I got to try. Another said, I got a wife. But I'm going to tell you something. When God rings that bell one day, Woo! He said, it's time for you to come on. Look here. I'm going to give you a glorified body. I'm going to give you one that can't get no cancer no more. Ain't going to ever be short of breath no more. But we sit here think we're living. And if you done been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, you are. But if you hadn't, you're dead. You're sitting right here dead. Well, you think, well, no, I'm just down because they ain't got, all you got to do is go pick up the tabloids. Just go anywhere. Just go. They're miserable. Elvis Presley said, the best day I ever had is when I sung gospel music. How great thou art. He said, that was the best I ever had. That's, That's the best feeling that I ever felt when I was singing those spiritual songs. You know why? Because God is the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of it. You can't have no peace. He said, I'm the door. I'm the door to peace. I'm the door to joy. I'm the door to happiness. You say, my word, we get these children raised. We'll finally be happy if we just get over this. We'll be happy if we just get this. We'll be happy. He said, no. Jesus said, if you try any other door, you'll be a thief and a robber. You can't get through no other door. Won't no other door work. But I got to get on this dead. This thing can last three or four hours. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be done. Look, it says, even when we were dead, and we were dead in our sins, y'all know that we've had them, and they still there. It's God's grace. It's just sufficient. You know what it says about Grace. Once you come to know him, or if you're here today and you think I'm too bad, the Bible said when sin abounds. Now you need to get a hold of that word abound first. And it abounds over all of us. It's just growling in your face. It just gets you. You just, you just never dreamed you was going to do that. I mean, the Lord said, you need to hold your temper right there. You don't, you don't even need to say nothing back. But you said, I, I can't. I, I got to. And you know you just need to let them go. Just let them win. Ain't no need to say nothing back. And finally, when they go, you say, well, I, I got something to tell you. Then when you get through, you say, why did I say anything? Why, why, why did I say anything? Now we got all this. Look here. It says when you was dead in your sins. When you was absolute dead. Look here. It said when sin abound, grace did the more abound. 
If somebody walked through that door and they just, maybe they killed some little old lady uptown. Maybe it was one of y'all. Maybe you never dreamed that you'd ever do such a thing and I don't care how it happened. I, I don't care if, if, if you knew not to do it and you were just reckless, you were doing something wrong. You, it don't matter. Just, but say it was the worst kind of way in the world. And if you come running through that door and you said, Brother Eddie, I just killed a lady uptown. I don't even know why I done it. It's not in me to do something like that. I shot a man uptown. It's not in me to do that. I, I got angry or whatever you say. I, it happened and it's over. And you walked in that door and you said, well, God save me. He saved you. You know what it got, it's down to, folks? It's holiness. And the only way we can be holy it's through the gift of God, through the cross of Calvary, through his shed blood. Then he puts the Holy Spirit in us and we're not sinless. We just hope and pray we sin in less. That he is building a place, that, he, that he's working on a place that he wants to live inside and he wants somebody to go up and just shake a hand somewhere and say, Sister Pat, I sure do love you and I thank you for getting here so early this morning and cooking all that stuff. He just wants you to... Give back what he's given you. Amen. And all he wants is he wants to be a conduit. He don't need you in heaven. If heaven don't have men that you think it won't be heaven. The Bible says, just like there was a time that you yielded yourself to unrighteousness, Sam. And boy, didn't we do a good job at that. Boy, that devil could crank that music. Man, disco bump, here we come. You hear me? <laughs> and then we come and get redeemed by the Holy Ghost. And God fills with the Holy Spirit. It said, just like you was real good at that unrighteous stuff. Son, you ought to just be a dancing and a cutting up and a jumping. He said, just like at one time you yielded to unrighteous, they could crank it up, boy, and you'd be all that. Look at you had to be the star. It said, just like that happened. He said, now that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you yield to that thing. Yeah. When the Holy Ghost comes and said, I've been good to you. I done reached my hand way down. I done saved you. I got a place for you. <laughs> oh, now, Brother Eddie. Ah, that's why the Bible said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm, the man that was standing there with the poor man to the, to the atheist in town, and they said, I wish he'd say something. I wish he'd say something about that. God, I'd ask him, why is this happening in the world? God's so good. Why is this happening? So the old man just decided just to unpeel an orange. And he ate the orange, and the juice just run down his face. He never said nothing to the atheist. When he went to move, he put the, put the little oranges in his bib and went to go off. And the atheist said to the old man, he said, I bet you that orange was good, wasn't it? He said, sir, you'll never know because you didn't experience it. When you come out here to this church, I'm telling you, we some folks trying to make it just like you trying to make it. We want to do good just like you want to do good. 
but I want to tell you that nobody's going to do good in and of themselves. They'll only do good because of the goodness of Jesus. They'll only do good because of the grace of God. They'll only do good because this morning the Bible said that his mercies was new every morning. And I don't care if, you, if you're saved, you've been saved a thousand years. If mercy didn't come to you this morning, said I come to take care of your tab from last week and what you done, done. I got it all covered. The scripture says, and we're going to try to close somewhere in this thing. It said, when grace abound, David. Brother David, it said, when grace abound. When grace is crawling down your neck and said, you've done. You ain't fit for nothing. When sin abound, I mean, when sin abound, it said, grace showed up. When that devil went to 350 like an oven, Jesus went to 400. When that devil come back at 400, said, I got him. I know he liked this right here. And I got him. I got her. She can't turn it down. Look here, God went to 500. Look here, he just abounds. His love just keeps on abounding. His love just comes on and gets you. I didn't mean to do all that. I didn't mean to do all that. It said, even when we, when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. It was the grace of God. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. He, when we was in our sin, he just, he just made us bump up against him. He just made us see it. He just, he just like come in there and just, just welded. He was just like I was sitting in that church and I was just satisfied sitting on the back row. He wasn't going to have it that way. You, you've got to get on up there. Look, he, he come, he met you right where you were. No wonder all them Billy Graham crusades, they sang that song. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. What's the rest of it? Let me say something about that word be it. I guess I'll just have to stop. I can't, I can't preach it. I can't preach it all. <laughs> it says, but that thou biddest me come. Yes. Yes. See, that devil didn't have as much as Jesus had. The devil wasn't, wasn't willing to give his life for you. He wouldn't have never bid that high. He just wants you to be miserable. But I'm going to tell you about a loving God. He walked up to the bidder's table. Do you hear me? Maybe he could have had a conversation with the devil. The devil, what you got? He said, well, I got a night. They can go out on the town. They can have a big, big time. The Bible says sin is fun for seasons. I got some sins that I... I got that they ain't never done. They ain't never tried. They're going to have a real good time. And I'm going to bid that. I'm going to throw in all that. I'm gonna, it, it's almost like giving them. When, the, when you go buy a gift card somewhere, the devil said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them these gift cards. And they're they going to be able to go to this place. And they're going to be able to go to this place. And maybe the devil said, that's what I got. Maybe the devil said to God, God, what you got? 
He said, I got my son. And I'm just going to give him. Ye who were dead in his sins. Jesus stepped up to the bedroom table. God did. It said, and quicken us together. And not only that, I want you to look at verse 6. And has raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Wow. A place we have he done raised us up together and he done made us set in heavenly places. He, he's got us in a place, a born again place. He's got us in a saved place. He's got us in a redeemed place. He's got us in a, a, a the Bible said he's the God of all comfort. He's got us in a place we can be comforted. He's got us in a place of forgiveness. And as Christians, we still need forgiveness. I said as Christians, we still need forgiveness. I said, as Christians, we still need forgiveness. <laughs> I'll read that to you in a minute. And has raised us up together, and he made us set. Let me try to read to you. I'm going to just make sure it ain't 2 o'clock. I've never done it. Oh, it ain't even 12. L look, at, look, at, look at Psalms 23. Here. He'll make you. Larry, that's one of our favorite scriptures. He said, he said I'll make you. How many of y'all since you got saved said, I, one thing, I, I ain't, no, ain't going to ever talk to him again. I'm through with him. I wish she would call me. <laughs> when they finally do call you, you say, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh, see the Bible said, greater is he that's in you than he's in the world. The very thing that you'll say that you ain't going to do is the very thing you're going to do. Amen. He'll make you. Psalms 23, I'm just reading this called you know what to be. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm, mm -mm. Boy, don't he know how. To, I mean, I'm glad he's a shepherd, but don't he know how to stick you when you need it? Huh? The Bible said, if you ain't being chastised, you ain't his. Boy, don't he know how to do it. Boy, a lot of well, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, you're in trouble. Because he's probably going to give you a spanking for the day, though. He'll set it afire, won't he? I mean, you'll be like, oh, ooh, wee. Oh, you try to go just be ugly somebody, that thing whoop you. You know, some of the miserable times of my life is when I let the flesh take over and say, why in the world? Why in the world didn't I just leave for a minute? Why in the world didn't I just say you can win? It's over. It said, the Lord is my shepherd. And I ain't going to want. Not when he said, Barbara, I'm going to supply your every need according to his rich and glory. It said, I, 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 if the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I ain't going to want. I'm not going to want. It's kind of like we laid hands on Thomas tonight, prayed him, knowing him without all. I said, Thomas, you just got to draw a line. That's far as you can go. I ain't served over y'all anymore. I don't know what's in these, these folks' mind. Done been like my brother on Vietnam and Thomas there done went over and served. I don't know what they got in their mind. I don't know what they had to do. But I know one thing. He's a God. He can bring peace. He can remove it. He can take that thing out and put something else in it. Huh. I'm on this word, make you. 
Watch this. He maketh me to lie down. He maketh me to lie down. Isn't that something? He said, you're going to lay down. You're going to rest in me. You're going to rely on me. You're going to depend on me. Huh? And, and just because he's a God is, and he wants you to do that because in and of yourself you can't do nothing. And he knows if he don't make you do it, you won't do it. So what he does, he makes you do it. So Lord, what else you going to do? He, he ain't going to be satisfied. I'm closing. He's not going to be satisfied till you sit, you sit it beside him. You walk in a place. He, he wants you to come on. He said, come unto me, all ye the heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. He's not going to be happy until you do. Look what the scripture says right here. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and, sta- and staff, they, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me, and I can say even in the presence of my enemies. You know what the Bible said that he'll cause your enemies to do? He said he'll cause your enemies to be your footstool. You know what I can see? I can see sometime where you had trouble with somebody. And it was one day. Uh, well, anyway, let me just say it this way. How many of you got somebody that you, somehow y'all just don't G-haul too good together? But if you was going down the road, and you seen a truck smoking up in it, and it seen they done had a blowout. And they was pulling off the side of the road. You couldn't go on by him, could you? No. If you heard he done got sick, real sick, and in the hospital going to die, you'd have to go see him. Let me tell you something. We were so underserving of God's love. I was. The Bible said I was an enemy to Christ. When, when we stand before the Lord, it's just two things he can say. And he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or depart from me, I never knew you. Now, if you've been saved and you think that you done done something so bad that you ain't saved no more, that's going to be a lie. He already knew about it. When he saved you, he was all knowing. He knew every time you was going to fail him. And for the fact that he wrote it in God's word that he never knew, you see, you couldn't ever been in, he never knew you. So the fact that he, he, he'll say, I never knew you, proves the fact that you could have never knew him and not be his anymore. Now, I don't understand grace. I heard it said one time, it's God's riches at Christ's expense. It's the riches of God. He just poured on you. And he said, I'm going to pay for every bit of it. Let me just finish these words. And he said, he prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. He anointeth my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and then I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Sarah's going to start the invitation music.
But over here in Ephesians chapter 2, I want to read verse 8. They're going to put it up on 8 and 9. I want you to look at it real close. If you could be good enough, I'd say you get after it. It says these words. For by grace are you saved through faith. And not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Not of works, least any man should boast. And then verse, and then verse 18 and 19, it says these words in closing. This says, for through him we have both access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Verse 22 said, In whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. God is wanting to use you to live in, to walk in, and to do. And that blows my mind. <laughs> Matter of fact, I can say, Boy, I, I think He wants to use y'all, but when I think about me, I think, I don't think He wants to live in me. Yeah. He's just that kind of God. He loves you. He loves you. Amen. Can we stand to our feet in closing? Lord, I'm so grateful, Lord, as people are coming to the altar to pray. Lord, how do 